Body, and we are in our third uh, week of this series about, series about the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is. And uh, just to remind you, the, the first uh, week we've uh, just uncomplicated a bit of things about who the Holy Spirit is and, and just put it in, in normal terms. And we said to each other, the, the word Holy Spirit, li, uh, Spirit literally means a breath of fresh air, a, a wind, a blast of, of wind. It's, it, it, it's, it's so good to know that God is the wind in our sails and we call Him the Holy Spirit. And we don't have to be scared about uh, or scared of the Holy Spirit because um, uh, sometimes we, we are scared of, of Him because of the bad packaging that's going around of, of people that's just going crazy. And, and that's what we've said over this past weeks. The, the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. We, we package Him weird in weird ways. And, and, and I, I don't know why people need to take off their jackets and swing it around. I just don't. Um, but they do. And, and that sometimes scares us as, as people in, in a sense because it's just their way of packaging the Holy Spirit. And it's maybe just to create some wind so that people know. I don't know. But we don't have to be scared. Um, but there's still people that doesn't know the Holy Spirit. And we, we find it in our key verse for, for this um, past three weeks, and, uh, or two weeks, and, and now in week three. This is our key verse. is in Acts 19, 1 verse 2. Uh, it says the following, While Apollos was in, uh, at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at, uh, arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Still today, when, when you talk to people and, and just suggest something about the Holy Spirit, sometimes it's, it's weird for them or they don't know the Holy Spirit. And, and, and I guess also it's easy for people to relate as to God the Father because they have, uh, most of us have, have an a earthly father and it's easy to, to relate. And God the Son, we know Jesus. We know Him because of the Bible. We know Him because of all the movies that we've seen. Uh, we, we know how He supposedly looked like and, and we have this image. But, but there's not a lot on the Holy Spirit and and we're sometimes just scared because of the bad packaging. And last week we, we talked about Pentecost. And um, some of us can be afraid of Pentecost uh, just because we don't understand the word. And, and we've said to each other that the meaning of Pentecost is the word 50. Scary, I know. It's all that Pentecost means. Penta meaning five and cost times ten. Pentecost, 50. 50 days after Jesus uh, after he has been crucified, uh, we received the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. We also learned last week that Jesus fulfilled uh, these three uh, Jewish holidays, uh, three of the major holidays. He came to fulfill them. And tonight we're going to just um, spend some time in understanding spiritual gifts, understanding spiritual gifts. One of the words that, that goes along with it is the word charismatic. Charismatic. And, and it can be a word that we can also be afraid of just because of the packaging of that word charismatic. Because sometimes we, we, we take it too far and then we become charismaniacs. And 
And where's the line? And how do we understand it? And, and that's why I think we struggle with spiritual gifts again. It's because of the packaging uh, around it. So God has three gifts for us, three major gifts that he has for us. And, and to understand spiritual gifts, we, we just need to lay this foundation. Is God has three gifts for us. And the first gift that he, that he has for us is, is a gift that stands alone. We can't earn it. We can't work for it. And it stands separately from, from the other two gifts because it's freely given to us. And that's the gift of eternal life. It's a gift from God. It's a, a gift from Him. We can't work for it. Romans 6.23 says the following, For the wages of sin is death. Meaning, if, if we commit sin, there's a penalty to be paid. And that penalty is death. That penalty is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It, it's a gift that stands alone. It's, it's free. You can't earn it. You can't work for it. The other two gifts that we're going to uh, speak about, you have there's, there's some works involved, but this stands alone. So I need to, to, to tell you tonight, good people aren't going to heaven. Believers go to heaven. And you, you become a believer once you accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior and the gift that he has for you that is in eternal life. It's a gift. You can't earn it. You just have to receive it. And you can't work for it to keep it. You can't, you, you're not gonna, gonna go, oh, I've been a bad person in two weeks in a row, now I need to earn that gift again. You're not gonna lose that gift, church. It's yours. Ephesians 2, 8 says, for it's by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. It's a gift from God that stands Alone. The following two gifts, uh, there's some partaking from our side that takes place and some works from our side that takes place. And the, the second one is the Holy Spirit. It's a gift to us and, and we've been talking about the Holy Spirit in week, especially in week one. It's, it's a breath of fresh air. It's, it's God's wind in our sail. It's a gift for us. And I want to encourage you to go and listen to that podcast. We, we're not going to stand still uh, a long time here, but go and listen to it, who the Holy Spirit is. We don't need to be afraid of it. It's a gift of God. And we see it in Acts 1, verse 4 to 5, says, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with water the Holy Spirit. It's a gift from God. We, we need to wait upon God and we need to receive it. There's some works in it. And then the third one is spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. And, and we, we get this from, from the word charisma. Charisma that, that literally means, it's the Greek word for gifts. It's charisma means gift. In, in another way to put it, it's a divine enablement. It's a gift 
that we receive from God, and it's God enabling us. It's divine. It's God enabling us to do certain things that we aren't supposed to do or can't do by ourselves. We can't do it by ourselves, and that's spiritual gifts. And some of us is still confused when it comes to spiritual gifts. One, because we never talk about it. Other reasons, maybe because we don't practice it enough in public, I don't know, or we, we, we are not surrounding ourselves with it, or just by, by the packaging that happened. But Paul is very clear when it comes to spiritual gifts. He says the following, now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant, meaning you need to be informed. You need to know about it. You need, we need to talk about it. It's important that you know of spiritual gifts and what your spiritual gifts are. It's important that you know. But there is a theology out there that's doing the rounds, and, and we call them cessationisms, or people that believe in it is a cessationist, meaning um, they, they preach literally that the spiritual gifts died once uh, with the last apostle, once the last apostle died. So the, the gifts also died with the last apostle. They, they, they preach it, and it's, and it's simply not true. Hey, church, the great healer, the great God that we serve, the great physician did not close shop on us, church. He did not close shop. He is still working today. His Holy Spirit is still active today. And the gifts are still operating today. He's still at work, church. And we need to know it. And He wants every one of us to have that gift. He wants, He has more gifts for you. In fact, there's, 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 there's 27 gifts that the Bible talk about, and, 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 and I think the biggest struggle for us when it comes to gifts, the biggest one that, that causes us to struggle is tongues. It's the biggest one for us to struggle. We, we can't comprehend it, so it's weird for us. And it's not more important than the other gift, church. It's not. But but it is for us. And, and I know because I've been and raised in a church where you don't go there. You, you don't go there. Don't listen to that tongue speaking people. Don't. It's not good for you. Hey church, any gift of God, if it's from God, it's good for us. If it's from the creator of heaven and earth, it's good for us. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says, A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. It's good for us. And it is for everyone. At the day of Pentecost, when, when the Holy Spirit was given to us, it was given to everybody. Everybody had the ability to receive the Holy Spirit. Even non-Jews received the Holy Spirit, and it freaked the Jews out. But somewhere during our church history, we gave certain names to certain people, like a name that's not found in the Bible. I mean, you can go from Genesis to maps. It's not found there. A name like clergy. Have you ever read about it in the Bible? 
And, and the world has given us some names and titles, meaning you are the clergy. Is that the right English? I hope so. Just a direct translation is, is the reader of the word, a clergy. And only some special people can, can read God's word. And we have become the laymen. Literally the word meaning people laying around while someone is reading them. But somewhere in our history, the, the, the um, Reformation took place, the, the Protestant Reformation, and someone discovered in the word that, that there's a truth that the power of God and God's gifts is for everybody and anybody. It's for all of us. It's, just, it's not just for me being here at this pulpit. It's for you as well. God has a gift for you, church. And he has a lot of gifts for you. And there's power in his, in his gifts. And, and I'm for, forming part of the tribe, the team that sets everybody, everything up here. My role is just different than yours setting up chairs, maybe. But it's, that, that's why we are called the body. The hand cannot function without the arm. Everybody has certain gifts. Everybody. And it's for you. And I want to give you a, a definition when it's regarding spiritual gifts. And, and it's the following. A spiritual gift is a special supernatural ability that God gives to, us, to each of his children so that together we can advance his purpose in this world. If you, if you want a, 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 a definition of spiritual gifts, that's probably the best one I can come up with. It's a spiritual gift, it's a supernatural ability, meaning not our own ability, not our own talents. It's a supernatural ability that God gives to each of his children so that together we can advance his purpose in this world. And to understand spiritual gifts, we need to go on a road of discovery. You need to go and discover. You need to discover what your spiritual gifts are. You need to discover, number one, if you want to understand spiritual gifts, is discover the gifts that God has for me. You need to discover. It, it, it's not simply your talents. That is not what spiritual gifts are. That it's not, not your talents. It, it doesn't just come to you through natural talents. It's not your skill set. If, 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 you might, uh, if you get to know me better, one of the things that I'm the worst at, the worst is people. People, I struggle to work with. I struggle immensely. Uh, immensely, I need God to help me, and I and I think He has a sense of humor to call me to be a pastor. I, I struggle. I had a, back home. I had a team next to me that that just poked me sometimes because I can just shut off. You can stand right in front of me, and and that's probably the worst thing that I do. I just shut off. I don't listen to you anymore. My mind is taking me somewhere else. And, and, and then people might experience, he's the worst guy ever. Probably am. 
And, and believe me, it's not you. It's me. I, I'm not good. People relational, relationally, I, I'm, I'm happy to be at my house barbecuing by myself. My best friend Jacques Brits was, uh, well, he's still my best friend probably, but uh, we, we normally joked because I only invited him once a year for a, for a barbecue. That was enough. Still my best friend. I struggle. And God has a sense of humor. But I need, I need him in my life to, to, to be able to do this. I can't do it alone. It's, it's not a natural talent. It's not. And Romans 12, 6 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to the grace given us uh, according to the grace given to us and 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 to to discover gifts we we need to expose ourselves to the different gifts that they are we need to expose ourselves we need to expose ourselves to 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 tongue speaking christians we need to expose ourselves to to prophesying christians we need to expose ourselves to people that, that has a word of wisdom, that has, that has a gift of healing, that we need to expose ourselves to that. And by the way, that verse there, the, the word gifts there is the Greek word charisma, and, and, and grace there is the word um, charis, charis. It, it's a grace gift. It's not someone who's weird or, 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 or wonderful in its way. It's what, what is charismatic, meaning by being charismatic? It's you've received a grace gift. And God has gifts for you. He has it for you. And, and sometimes we, we need that gift to help us. Another story about my life is something that I, I am, am really bad at as, as, as being a pastor about, and taking care of people. Hospital visits. Terrifying. I can't do it. Outreaches. Can't. I'm speaking African outreaches. We have a brother back home. We support him financially. He's in Malawi, on Lake Malawi. He stays on that ship going in. He's sleeping like this. Going, bobbling all the way. If you go and visit him for a week, he takes you on that ship he lives on that ship. He catches in Lake Malawi our fish that we have to eat. Also, the toilet is on the ship. When you swim in Lake Malawi, <laughs> you have to swim the right side of the boat or the current. I mean, uh, going in, into, into all the villages, going, praying for people, he, he if, if you go with him, it's like Disneyland for him. Once you get back to South Africa, you kiss the ground and you go to McDonald's, first thing. <laughs> Brother, I'll send you money. Do what you do. can't. It's like hospital visits. I, I just... I, and then there's people that, that were in our church back home and just, please give me all the hospital visits. I'm like, visits. I'm like, are you mad? No, give it to me. No, I had two visits, two visits, two visits. The one was a guy asking me to pray for him. Now, I, I don't do well with personal space. If you're in my personal space, I'm, I switch off. <laughs> this brother is asking me to pray for him. 
and touch him. He has a thing in his, in his stomach this big. And he's like, hey, pastor, touch it. I'm like, no. <laughs> pastor, touch it. No. Functioning outside of my gift here. God, you need to help me. And then there's someone that went with me again to that person. He just hugs the guy, and he just loves him, and he just prays for him. And I'm like, you have a gift of God, brother. Second time I had to go and visit someone that had burnt house caught fire. In the one hospital, two of the same names and that same surnames got in to knock on the door, wrong person. When she woke up, her whole, um, what is your jaw? She had no jaw. Smiled at me with no jaw. I can see the inside of her. I couldn't get rid of that image my whole life. Took the brother with me because he has a gift for that. Comes with me, he just hugs and Brother, there's gifts. And we need to surround ourselves. I know that's not my gifting. I know, but, but, but that guy, Derek is his name, he just loves it. I'm like, how do you do it? He's, I don't know, I just love it. I love it to go and pray in the hospitals. I just love it. It's a gift that God has given him. And, and he, just, he, he just loves it. But every one of us has gifts. And we need to go on this discovery to go and discover what God has for you. Psalm 139 verse 13 to 16 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully Made And it's David writing this, and, and we know David was a man because, I mean, it's only men that goes, look at that, that sexy dad bot, hey? We just have that ability. Look at me. I'm so awesome. <laughs> Ladies in, in the other hand, they, they don't do it as much, so I know it's David. He just goes, fearfully, wonderfully made. Look at me. Sometimes I... Our ego is getting in the way. But. but David says, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. And then he says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Meaning God has already, he knows what you need. He knows the gifts that he has for you. He knows the, the days because he has ordained your days. And we need to go on that discovery to, to discover our gifts. God's design in me, church, reveals God's destiny for me. You have a gift. You need to go on a, on, on a discovery. And, and, and it's easy. I mean, there's so many credible sources online. I've just done mine uh, coming to church. And, and, and uh, if, if you've studied, they, they, they also uh, teach you how to uh, just check the source. Is, is it a good source or not? And, and there's a lot of sources where you can just do a spiritual gifting test. I've done one quick one online. It's gift, giftstest.com. Just quickly check it out wasn't too bad, and, 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 and mine was out of the, I had five, scored five, leadership, exhortation, giving, apostleship, and faith. Just, and, and if you think about my life, I love taking big steps of faith. I love being generous. Other churches, just giving to them. 
giving stuff free. Hashtag movie series. <laughs> it's, 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 it just can't. Ask Pastor Pat, I love to spend the money of the church. <laughs> let's, just, let's just give it away, Pastor P. Let's just, let's just bless everybody. I'm, I'm, it's, it's stuff that comes naturally in, in a gift from God. But once you go on that discovery and, and you discover your gifts, you have to develop the gifts that God has given for you. It's, you have to develop it. It's everybody of us is on a journey of development. Everybody is on this journey that grows together. I mean, sometimes you're going to be comfortable just serving coffee because you're just comfortable with that. But down the, down the line, eventually you're going to get comfortable and you're going to get, develop the gifts in you. And, and maybe a year from now, you're comfortable serving coffee, but in a year's time, you're going to be comfortable to pray for people. Why? Because you are developing. Everybody is developing. Everybody is growing. And as a Christians, as Christians, we are constantly growing in our faith. Constantly taking a next step of faith in growing. Serving at kids' church, now we pray for the parents. And now we, we discover new gifts and develop that gift. And we are constantly in a, in a space where we develop the gift that God has given to us. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says, Follow the way of love. Love is important. Follow the way of love. And eagerly desire spiritual gifts. The one translation literally says, covet spiritual gifts. So if, if someone is praying in tongues and you haven't received your tongue yet, eagerly desire it. If someone is prophesying, surround yourself in, in that environment. And, and Lord, everything that you've given them, Lord, I desire those gifts. And once you, you receive it, develop yourself and develop the gifts that God has given you. Yeah, but Zalman, you don't know my life. My life is pear-shaped. I've taken so many wrong steps. Everybody here in this room has a chapter in their life. Everybody. And we are all adding chapters to our lives. And this is what I know the last chapter church will fit. The last chapter will fit. You need to trust God and trust Him to write with you that last chapter. 2 Timothy 1.6 says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. Fan into flame. It's making a fire. And if that fire is not, not going, what do we do? We start to fan it. And there's a little fire and there's a little gift in you. And you need to be comfortable and start fanning that gift, practicing that gift, developing that gift so that it can start burning. Why? Why? Number three, to use the gifts God has given you and me. We need to use it. We can't just pack it away. It's for us to use if you, if you are here tonight and you don't know Jesus, your whole, your whole life is, is about going on that discovery to discover who Jesus is. But if you're sitting here tonight and you do know Jesus, use the gifts that God has given you. Use 
the gifts. I'm going to read last verse, and James, you can come up so long. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 in the New Living Translation says the following. God has given gifts to each of you from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Manage them well so that God's generosity can flow through you. He has given you gifts. He's giving you gifts and he says manage them well so that you can experience how generosity is flowing through you. His gifts is, is not there to hide them. His gifts is there for us so that we can use them. I want to end off with, with a short story. So once I joined Bible college, I, I had a bit of a struggle because I um, studied theology and went to Bible, Bible school evenings and there were people there quoting scripture as if Jesus is coming tomorrow. That's how good they were. I was sitting there. and I, I mean, I, I've read my Bible a few times, but these guys is going, yeah, but this is what it's saying in, in, in Matthew, but let's go to, to Isaiah. And, and they, they, just, they just knew everything about the Bible. And, and I'm like, oh, this is the first year class. We're sure we're in the same class. I mean, ain't, the, ain't this elementary? But they, they were just having a ball, and I'm sitting there and terrified. Can't even rem- remember the last verse that I've read. And these guys is just going from Matthew to Isaiah to Psalms, and, 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 and they are just... And I'm... I've been studying theology, but there's a few things that nobody knows. So I started theology. I failed theology first time. Just couldn't, couldn't submit the things, couldn't get the points needed. Failed the test miserably. And while I was studying, got a, got a job um, to become a pastor. They didn't even ask me if I'm studying. So I said yes. Got into full-time pastoring, still studying, still not surviving. As, as time progresses, I, I just can't get my degree done. It's, it's impossible, church. I mean, studying theology, and it's, it's just terrible. It was. Couldn't do it. Became a pastor or a youth pastor. Lead youth church on Tuesday nights. Built youth churches and experienced my first church split. Literally. Me and my wife went away for our first year anniversary to Mauritius. Came back. The pastor is gone planted the church down the road doesn't make sense they left me alone had to rebuild and restructure and stuff we had, we had church in a tent and it was amazing they didn't teach that in Bible school though what to do 
when you come back from holiday and the pastor is gone with all the staff and they left you. We managed to to get that church healthy again and still thriving today. And at, at age 26, felt the call of God just to plant the church. 26. You must be mad. Didn't felt that way when I was 26. And we planted a church in a very small building and it was um, 7 meters wide, 21 meters long, 1.958 meters high. So you can't raise your hands properly or the fans would get you. So we were, for two years, only fit 80 people in that church uh, building for two, for two years and had to do four services, packing up and sitting down for two years. And, and we became a bit of hippie Christians because we can only raise our hands from the hip and up, and that was it. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was a great time. Still couldn't f- do my degree. Still failed. Failed a second time. Just submit it. Can't go on. Can't go to the next, to the next courses because I, I just struggle. Can't study. Don't understand it. Trying to study it alone. Anyway, planted a church in 2019. Uh, just pre-COVID, we we experienced some significant growth. I, I had the opportunity to go to the states and uh, to the UK and. And just sitting with pastors, and their question was, hey, how did you grow the church? And my answer was, it's a holy mystery. And I let them in in a secret. I don't even like those people. (laughs) But I just felt God called me to plant this church and to trust Him and trust His work. I want to show you a picture of, of back home. And I want to remind you this, no formal education, failed twice, could not go on because I failed, had to reapply. But this was church, next, that was me preaching. And the next, that is Easter 2019, that is 2,000 people, no degree from a pastor who doesn't like people and struggling just to study. It could not have been me, church. And why am I telling you this? Because once you discover the gift of God, you get to experience His supernatural power in doing things and 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 accomplishing things, not because of who we are, but because of what a great God He is, church. He has a gift for you. And let me end off with this this story. To, to, To get into the country, to get into this beautiful country, I needed a degree. I reapplied 2020 to study. I, I maybe finished four subjects out of 360 credits. That is 12 credits per subject. I had a lot of studying to do. And uh, in the post two weeks ago, 
unqualified. I did it in a year. I'm not sure how. I can't even remember what I wrote. I did over 200 and something credits. Not because, I mean, I don't know anything still. But I experienced God in a way that I've never experienced. And I want to encourage you. It's not because I'm great. It's because He's an amazing God. And He has gifts for you. If you allow Him, He wants to use you. And He wants to use the gifts that He has given you to change the world, to make a difference, to go into our community. And may we come back one day and say, with the power of the Holy Spirit, I was made for this. I was made for church life. Still not good with people, but God helps me. He do. He does. He does. And He can help you. Still failing, but we're failing forward through the grace of God, through His gifts. And it's for you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the gifts, God. And thank you that you want to empower us and partner with us on this earth to change our world. And Lord, may we as Skemmel Church trust you for the gifts that you have for us. May we discover those gifts, Lord. May we use them to change society, to change our community, to change lives. And may we always, always point people back towards you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone says, Amen. Amen. Thanks.